Welcome to the Triathlete Hour. We have a different kind of show for you this week. We were down in Oceanside for the start of the long course U.S. season and the first Ironman 70.3 streamed live on our sister network, Outside Watch. So while we were there, we grabbed a couple quick interviews with some of the athletes after their exciting finishes. Stay tuned for a chat with breakout stars Taylor Nib and Jackson Laundry, and some short post-finish line debriefs from Lionel Sanders and Danielle Reef. We'll hear from all of them after a short recap of the race weekend. But first, we sat down in Oceanside to talk briefly with Julie Moss. She wanted to tell us more about being named as U.S. Captain for the Collins Cup, how she was in Oceanside doing work with the Ironman Foundation, and if she plans to return to triathlon. All right, so this week we're at Oceanside, here with Julie Moss on a lovely balcony. And Julie, uh, you wanted to talk to me about, you just were named as a captain for the PTO. What does that mean? How are you involved? What do you do? Okay, well, um, watching it last year online, the, the Collins Cup, um, it was, I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was really engaging. We were so ready for a great event, and it was so flashy. And I just loved kind of that, that young energy that they were bringing, sort of, you know, like, right. are we doing wrestling here, or are we doing a triathlon? And then, of course, the captains had such personalities involved, and I totally remember Karen Smyers and Mark Allen, and then there was Natasha Badman and Norman Stadler, and Norman Norman Stadler did some big smack talking. He did. Yeah. So the pressure. Okay. Is all on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So no, I, I'm not a smack talker. <laughs> and but I'm paired with Dave Scott this year. Okay. And really, I think the idea is uh, Dave's so knowledgeable. It'll yeah, be great yeah, to have yeah. him say. So uh, Dave, what do you think? Um, yeah, I agree <laughs> totally. <laughs> but brilliant. I think this is, in some ways, it's a bit of an honorary role because okay. um, they're bridging the past of triathlon, the roots of triathlon to the current state of this 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 vision for the professionals to have an ad advocacy you know what I'm saying right anyway to be advocating for the professionals right. to have a, a great living I mean we're the, the, the fittest people on the planet aren't making you know what they should until now and now it's changing so you're saying it's because that was last year we were like what exactly does a captain do but you, but it sounds like it's mostly honorary. Well, little I'm, I'm speaking only for <laughs> okay. myself because Dave Scott will object to everything I said, which is great because that's why we're paired together. But I believe that it, that the captain's job is to really then to pare down who's the captain's choice. Right. And, and the U.S. captains uh -huh. made such a brilliant move with Taylor Nib oh, bringing yeah. her in, and then she had this you know I mean, this she's magic a star moment. now. Yeah. She's a star now. It was mm -hmm. a star making moment for her. So I'm hoping this year we can have a star making moment for some athlete out there who's just ready to break through and we can recognize that and uh, the Canadian Cup in right, Edmonton, right, right. Alberta, Canada is um, is kind of that last final place to see the athletes in action and make that choice. So having Dave have that, that side of him that is so knowledgeable yeah, and yeah. so finite and I feel like I'm going to be looking for the heart, <laughs> you know, the grit and the heart and who's somebody I know who put it out there in a way that got my attention. And, and what are your, I mean, this is always the thing when we get closer, like who's going to be the captain's pick? So what are your early, what are, who are you looking at? I, oh, my <laughs> lips are sealed, Kelly. And that's why they have to keep reading, you know, right, Triathlete right, Magazine right. to find out how all these athletes are racing. And again, follow the PTO yes. online and, and see how their rankings are going. And yeah, so to me, I'm still getting to know our team players, especially the ones who might come up. from the bottom up. I mean, the top four spots are taken up based on rankings, mm -hmm. but those last two spots right, are captain's right. picks. So. 
And something everybody always wants to know about Julie Moss, right? Okay. Is what are you doing now? Like, how do you? How are you still involved in the sport? Are you still racing? What? How are you? Oh, I mean, you obviously know, you follow it. Well, I do follow it, and I'm involved in the um, Ironman Foundation. Mm -hmm. I'm on the board of directors, and then I also come out to events and and support the Ironman Foundation. I'm an, a, an athlete ambassador for Hoka, so I get to come. So to you events. do things. I do things. You know, it's kind of that you have to be a jack of all trades as a triathlete anyway. It's kind of goes from the sport then to the professional side. And I really thought my 15 minutes were going to be up <laughs> in 1982. Well, that 15 minutes has just celebrated its 40th anniversary. 40 years since I did my first Ironman. In October, or sorry, it was February 6, 1982. So it's been 40 years. Huh. And these things just keep popping up. I mean, I recognize... That's why I'm saying I can have an honorary role as, as mm -hmm. from the, a founding uh, woman in the sport. And the fact that a woman sort of put the sport on the map, yes. I'm very proud of that. We had a woman race director and a woman come forth in 1982. And I think women are still putting big marks on this sport maybe overshadowing the men. I mean, we're here at Oceanside and the women's race, in my opinion, is way more exciting. It's, so. it's insane, right? <laughs> yes. And I think the PTO has a lot to do with that. Yeah. I think the Professional Triathlons organization is coming in and saying, you can earn good dollars by mm -hmm. your rankings with us. Mm -hmm. And it's, they're advocating for the athletes and for giving them a forum and a voice. So um, yeah, we're gonna see some really amazing fields, mm -hmm. I think, because of the PTO. So you still, I mean, you're doing all these things, you're still involved sport are you still racing you still I know you were doing an Ironman a couple years ago I still, know and you know eh. I get I miss it I had my hip replaced <laughs> okay. uh, June 2020 and they said it could be a two-year process so I'm giving it two years in the meantime I'm like a hot yoga every day um, I'm now doing strength um, strength exercises in a group setting okay. so I can maybe I bought an icon pass so I can ski next season so I'm kind of trying to keep giving myself goals but you know the 50th anniversary of Ironman is looming out there. Oh, so then you might come back for that? That's what I'm I'd hearing? Be, I'd be 69, um, but racing as a 70-year-old. Who knew you would talk like that? <laughs> I mean, maybe Sister Madonna. Right. We, I could have had that conversation with her, you know, 20 years ago. But no, I mean, it, it does rattle around in my brain okay. a little bit. Just this, this legacy and the idea of can I can I can I still do this I don't know I think you can do it you think so yeah. I mean it's not it's not burning, burning <laughs> <me> <laughs> you're to, not like to no. jump on the bike right now but I am I am considering um, just the fitness aspect of our sport and mm -hmm. coming out and celebrating the athletes who are really raring to go do people still recognize you when you're walking around are they like oh it's Julie Moss only if I'm at an Ironman okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I call it you know like I'm, I'm a big fish in, right. a, in a small pond and right. our pond is getting bigger but yeah no people do recognize me okay. if, if I put them if, I, if I'm in the right setting, they will recognize Okay. All right, so what are you most excited about this year then? I mean, obviously you have like a lot of stuff going on, the PTO, what is the thing? Now, I feel like we're really getting back to triathlon this year. Yeah. A lot of stuff happening. Right. This is what I've been asking everybody. What are you most excited about? Okay, I'm really excited about the energy of an Ironman World Championship in St. George, Utah yeah. in May. I, I really want to go and support that race because obviously it's it's an option for those athletes who have maybe run out of options and being able to um, defer. Uh, let's, let's give them a championship experience. So I'm excited to contribute to that because I know how important it is to get your first world championship. Mm -hmm. And then obviously the Collins Cup in August um, it will be very exciting to see you know this Ryder Cup golf style of Ryder Cup the US 
Europe right, right, and right. the internationals with Canada and New Zealand. They gotta come with a better name for that. International. Well, you know, well, yeah, the internationals, yeah. What, what do you think? I, don't know, I feel like we're called the world or something, right? Like U.S., Europe yeah. versus the world. Ooh, I like ooh, versus the world. Yeah. Well, you're, that's why you're the editor of Proudly Magazine. What can I say? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I think I do think St. George will be fun. I think yeah, Collins yeah. Cup. Yeah, and then obviously back in Kona. Yeah. And and watching the two days of racing, mm-hmm. I think that is going to be pretty pretty thrilling. I had that experience in Nice, France, mm-hmm. in 2019, as an age group athlete. I got to, to go off on Saturday and then sit back and watch the men on Sunday, and I loved it. So a lot of exciting things coming up for travel. All right, which one? Last. Do you like going first day or second day better? Oh, what do you think? I don't, everybody always argues about this. It's no, no, day. no. First day. Okay. First day, because you're going to be sitting there watching them going, it's coming. It's coming. Instead of, it's done. It's coming. It's looming. No, first day. Okay. First day. All right. Some people always want to be second day. So there you go. Okay. Hot topic. Well, thanks yeah. for talking with us, Julie. Oh, and thank you for taking the time, Kelly. Thanks to Julie for chatting with us. We'll have a rundown of the race itself and hear from the athletes after this quick break. Power your next adventure with Outside Plus. Our Outside Plus membership gives you access not just to exclusive triathlete content, but also content across all our network brands like Outside Magazine, Backpacker, Velo News, and Trail Runner. With an Outside Plus membership, you get two magazine subscriptions, a $50 gear credit to the outside shop, which includes our library of training books, resources like our custom 70.3 training course and clean eating meal plans, dozens of training plans through today's plan software, a free event with outside events cycling series, and a discount on any races on Tri-Reg or Athlete Reg. And you get access to Gaia GPS and Trail Forks to help you find great routes and an annual Finisher Picks photo package to memorialize your race afterwards. Plus, now all of our members get access to our first ever team triathlete a community of triathletes that includes Q&As with experts, training plans, in-person meetups, and team swag and giveaways. We'll be with you on your triathlon journey from start to finish. Join at triathlete.com backslash outside plus. That's outside P-L-U-S, one word. Become an Outside Plus member today. Okay, Chris and I were down in Oceanside for the start of the long course season here in the U.S. And I know there's a lot of debate because there have been races before this that are middle course. But I still feel like this is the start of the long course because Oceanside is like over an hour more than the 100K Miami distance. So that's like officially long course, right? Oh, yeah. And I mean, okay. yeah, there's other things we could we could get into about that. But um <laughs> But yeah, this is what everyone's familiar with. I mean, these are the. You, this is when you're like, oh wow, that's a fast time, as opposed to like in Miami, you're like, well, that's a time that existed. I don't know. Hundred <laughs> k, I actually think is a cool distance and everything. I just think it's closer to short course than yeah. long course. Whatever. Yeah. Where's the line? But <laughs> this was officially long course, like four hour four oh six for Taylor Nib, which beat right. half the men's pro field, um, and three forty four for Jackson yep. Laundry. Um, I did enjoy as Taylor Nib was passing so many of the pro men, they were like cheering for her. <laughs> <laughs> as they should. <laughs> this is like when you're like, I'm going to make the TV because I'm getting passed by the amazing star. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm sure that's what your sponsors want to see. Right. So you watched the race. They were very dramatic races. It was yeah. quite a start to the season. Uh, what was your big like takeaway? Well, I think for me, like the fun thing about these races is they were both so different. You know, like like the men's race was totally different than the women's race, yet both had like banging fields. 
like you looked at both fields and you're like, this is like an all-star field from both like men's and women's where it's like in Miami, you're like the men's field was pretty loaded. The women's was like eh, hit and miss, you know, um, this felt like almost everyone was there because I think everyone's trying to like get in position for St. George um, and just see where they are. I mean, obviously a lot of people came over to start, the, then they're going to do a training block and go into St. George. Like that's mm-hmm. very common. That's what Danielle is going to do now. That's what Alice is going to do. But the short course specialists, particularly on the women's side, because you have more of them, uh, are using this as a tune-up for North American 70.3 champs, which are mid-May. So it's kind of like you got everyone together. Yeah, it's the perfect storm. But yeah, no, it was cool. And and I think like a lot of the short course women um, making that swim fast, stringing it out, then, you know, like the, the men's race was totally different. You know, it was just this like huge glob mm-hmm. of um, fast swimmers not stringing it out necessarily. Um, and that and I think from there, it just kind of played out very differently as well. So the men's race, yeah, I was like, let's talk about the men's race first. Because yeah, I mean, I think yeah. we all knew it was going to be a big group getting on the bike. Yeah. And they were making me nervous through that like windy <laughs> transition. I was like, yeah. oh my God, they're so going to crash lucky. into a... Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so huge group. And I'd be honest, like I thought, and I was not the only one, that it was Alistair's. Like he was done. Yeah. He like, I mean, he never takes command command of a bike, but right. you know, it got struck. By the time they hit T2, it was down to like four of them and they were running fast and then he just started to pull away and i was like oh we're just waiting for alistair to finish and win yeah and i feel like like in in terms of long course like if alistair comes apart at the the seams it usually happens like earlier you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like sometimes in the bikes he's not feeling it or you know maybe his nutrition's a little weird or you know maybe he's nursing an injury and he hasn't told anyone so he's not in the shape he wants but yeah the way it played out was crazy because i was like a mile left to go. And he wasn't, and to be clear, like, yes, he struggled. I think we looked it up. He went from like five, thir- five, 15, five, 20 miles, like five, 50 miles, but that's not it like, like he massive... walked it in. No. Yeah. Well, he did walk it in, in the end to be clear after he got <laughs> passed, but then this group, you know, behind him, it was uh, Ben Canute, Jackson Laundry, and Rudy Von Berg. It got strung out. And then it was just Jackson Laundry and Rudy Von Berg. And I have to like, I like Jackson. I think he's really fun. So when he made this move to pull away from Rudy for second, I was like, good for him. Like, yeah. yeah. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, great. Well, that's great. That's <laughs> yeah. a big result for him. <laughs> Look at you with your little second. <laughs> and then I was watching it and I was like, oh shit. Like he isn't done. Like I was like, he is going for, first. like, you know, when you can tell when somebody is like, oh, I'm running for second. And then yeah. they're like, oh, I'm running. Yeah. There's like the difference between like happy to be here and like, I'm going to take that too. Like, it's true. Like, you know, I mean, I, I coach runners and stuff and like, it's a decision. You're like, yeah. Are you happy with second or are you like, I mean, in a way going to get greedy and grab first? Like, do you really want first or are you just like, yeah, second will make me whatever, 10 grand, seven grand, whatever it is and, and all that stuff. So I think that was cool. And I, I want, I mean, you could tell just from the footage, like he surprised himself. Like he oh, was yeah. like, he's like, oh my God, what did I just do? Like what, <laughs> you know, like what happened? <laughs> I just like ran through Alistair Brownlee. Like you won't, you'll never forget that. Like no matter what the rest of his career looks like, you know, like running through the gold medalist it's crazy you know? and obviously he was capable of it and obviously like we said alistair was blowing up because he got caught then by the sprinting rudy von berg and yeah. lionel sanders who came from way back yeah but you don't know that in the moment to me it's that like self-belief like jackson yeah. laundry had to believe you that to. he could like yeah. hold this yeah like when you go by alistair brownlee like you better be sure about it <laughs> like you know what i mean like he's the kind of like there's yeah. like a saying, if you come for the king, you best not miss. Yeah, exactly. It's true. Cause like, yeah, what if you passed him and he just like he just like 
nods like you know shakes his head at you and is like no son and just <laughs> destroys you you know you're gonna be a meme like you're gonna be on the <laughs> internet next week with alistair brownlee just saying no son or something like yeah. that like you don't want that instead there's like this photo of alistair right like looking over as he passes and being like what is happening <laughs> he looks like there's like a he looks sad like that is a sad man <laughs> oh he i think he was struggling that last mile so yeah. and then of course second place lionel came from way back like the i weeds. mean when he went by me which was about two miles into the run he was like a little under two minutes back and they were running fast in the front mm. i was like and then I was like, good for Lionel. He's hanging in there. <laughs> like, what, a, what a competitor. That's, I was like, that's... he's going to get like fourth or something. He's like, good for him. <laughs> yeah. Coming from back there with his swim. <laughs> uh, I think he also lost. I mean, a lot of people lost bottles. Um, and you'll know. hear him like when we talk to him uh, after the, you know, in the interviews after this, um, when we talked to him after the finish line, he lost his bottles. And yeah. then he had the the thing we all have where the Gatorade bottle, the aid station won't fit in your water bottle cage. Oh, it's so <laughs> annoying. Why are you shaped like that? <laughs> but yeah, so he caught Rudy just in that fight. If you've done the race, you're like coming down the beach on the concrete. Yeah. You can like see the finish. And uh, and they passed, Ly- or they passed uh, Alistair and it was a full-on sprint. And I know mm-hmm. everyone has seen the pictures of them full-on sprinting. But then I don't think they saw, they ran like straight into this, barricade of photographers who were like oh, yeah. waiting. Yeah. yeah there were a lot of like cameramen all over the course too i did notice that so they were they like were sprinting so hard that they like couldn't slow down <laughs> they like ran straight because they're the racing yeah. <laughs> who would have thought so it was pretty crazy um he did get and lionel got him with the lean i've seen the photo i've seen the official had like a, his camera set up to get really? the photo finish yeah oh that's cool and you can see you can see that lionel gets it like leans just out leans him that's amazing that's so cool <laughs> i mean when you go to a photo finish in a long course race like you know that happens now and then in wts race but like i don't know that's pretty rare in long course oh, that's yeah. all i mean that's when you know you've had a good race and that was for second that's you know second. like so it was a really exciting race on the men's side and you could say that the women's wasn't as exciting because it was just like taylor nib took the lead with right. like the first 200 meters and but on the other hand i think there is something exciting maybe not like necessarily watching it i mean kind of but but seeing the result and you're like okay this is exciting because like here are two i mean taylor is a name we know yes. but then like louisa i'm not even sure i'm saying that right it's louisa um, baptista yeah louisa baptista is like that's not a familiar name to me i'll be honest like I tell you, there was a contingent of Brazilians at the finish line, uh, which I didn't realize until she won. Because <laughs> then there was a lot of screaming in Portuguese. Oh, and I man. was like, oh, apparently okay. she's quite a big star. But that's exciting because it's like, you know, you've got these two like up and coming women and, you know, the sky's the limit. And Taylor seems like, you know, she's going to be one of those names that might mm-hmm. be unpushed at a lot of races she does. She swam like sub 23 in the chop for a 70.3. That's nuts yeah and she's not like she comes from a she doesn't live in a um like an the ocean, ocean she lives in area right yeah. right that that see that's like the note that people should notice like yes holly lawrence had a great swim but she works in the ocean like she's right. putting in work in the in the open in the open water and the waves and the chop and stuff like that taylor nibs probably just like oh these waves look bad like you know I, I Going Taylor Nim, she's like, well, this will be fun. <laughs> right, right, probably. Yeah, not even like this will be bad. She's like, oh, well, look at those things. Look at these walls of water. <laughs> so she took the lead. She did She did give the lead up briefly when she stopped yeah. to put on socks in T1. Right, got to be comfortable. 
Yeah. But then she made it up. So <laughs> yeah, then she rode 220. Right. People have asked like, well, when was the move? When was the break? There was never like a move move. She just like right. rode away. And then behind her was like Holly and Louisa. And then Paula rode up to Daniela and they were right. behind them. And there was like a group behind, you know, two minutes back and then five minutes back. But like Taylor never like made she just like right. rode away from everyone which is gnarly because like if yeah. you think about it like i mean not to take anything away from taylor or coaches or anything but like it didn't really seem like there was a whole lot of strategy you know and <laughs> she's just like i'm gonna go until everyone's gone and then when they're all gone i'll finish and you know like it just seems simple but it's it's awesome in its simplicity but yeah i mean there's no like you know i'm gonna sit and then i'm gonna wait and it's like i'm gonna put on socks you know, my feet, my feet might get cold or, you know, I don't want to get blisters because I've got other training to do. <laughs> you know? Like not like I'm going to break you at the aid station and all this like, right. you know, crazy weirdness that some people like to do, which is fine. But yeah, I think that's cool to watch. Just dragging people to their deaths. <laughs> and, it's, and it looks like, oh, I mean, she started the run with about 240 or something like that. And it looked mm-hmm. like she just like casually was running. Like she never was under pressure. She casually ran a 117 to be clear. Oh, yeah. That's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, I that looked was, at like the past times, like when Daniela won this race, she ran like a one twenty two, and Holly won it, she ran like a one twenty one. Like those were like fast times. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. And she yeah. just and and off a two twenty, like she was yeah. two minutes faster than everyone on the bike. Like that's not that's nothing. Yeah, and she's by herself. Like she wasn't sitting in a pack. She wasn't, you know, yeah. all this stuff. Yeah, that's wild. I think. I mean, and that's she, why it's kind of exciting. You're just like, yeah, on paper, you're just like, oh, Taylor just walked away, but like, kind of bodes well for the future i think yeah she wasn't under pressure she looked like she was just enjoying herself and like you'll hear us talk to her after the finish i mean she if you ever she talks a mile a minute and she was like (laughs) like 45 seconds after she finished she was like going (laughs) like it was she was fine i would be like one word sentences after a finish like that (laughs) i would be like my name maybe hopefully where i stayed that's about all i could muster out yeah. Oh yeah, Holly finished and like laid down on the ground and called for medical, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> like in third place. So. Yeah, like like a normal yeah. human should like be. Like a normal right. person. <laughs> and then in second, like you said, we had Louisa Baptista, which again, mm-hmm. and I got to stop doing this. I halfway through the bike when she was still there on her road bike, I was like, "Good for her." <laughs> <laughs> condescending kelly <laughs> well i just like i just think like oh that, that's like great like she's hanging in there <laughs> what good exposure for brazil and meanwhile right. like all of brazil is there like yeah we knew she was gonna do awesome <laughs> yeah she also ran like a 117 it was yeah. her 118 yes yeah, yeah. yeah um yeah. we were debating whether or not it was the first time a fila run shoe has been on a podium oh probably since the 90s yeah I'm sure in the 90s they did. <laughs> Sorry, Fila. <laughs> we love so you. She, I mean, she, she just looked smooth. I mean, whenever they cut to her running, though, she yeah. was super smooth. She just looked like a machine out there. So, yeah. Well, I hope she does more North American racing. I think this is something you're seeing in the women's field. And there, the reason for it has to do more with like sponsorship money and like mm. opportunities, which is actually a little unfortunate. But what you're seeing in the women's field is people who are specializing in 70.3. Mm-hmm. And so you do get, I mean, Taylor, Holly, Louisa, those are our top three. And then in fourth was Ashley, Gentle, and they're all, they're not doing long course. They're right. all specializing in mid distance this year. And right. some of them are still doing short course. That's true. And I think you're starting to see that difference. Like it's making a difference. Yeah. Even like Paula yeah. and yeah, there's other people back there that, yeah, you're not going to see them at no. Ironman Worlds. Probably not. No, I think Paula was fifth or sixth, sixth, sixth. Yeah. Jackie Herring was fifth. Yeah. Yeah. And you're not seeing as much in the men. You're seeing the women. I think it does make it more exciting. Yeah. Personally. Yeah. Which is good. Which is what we need. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, and then we'll see them all like later this season. Uh, Taylor is going back to WTCS racing and we yeah. won't see her until later in the fall. You're welcome. So. Other short or other mid distance women. 
Yeah, you're like, fine, I'll let other people win for a little <laughs> yeah. while. It was fun, though. <laughs> I had fun winning that sport or that distance. <laughs> she does just seem like she's having fun, Chris. Yeah, that's awesome. She just enjoys it. it. <laughs> so I do think the big thing, though, coming out of this race to me was we've come out of two or three years yep. where there wasn't a lot of racing. And going into this event and you and I were talking and people kept asking us like, who do you think will win? And what a lot of people, it was almost like people didn't even know who they should be rooting for. They were like, like Alistair still, it was a lot of like, is Alistair still, I've had people be like, Andy Potts, Andy Potts is still racing. Right. Right? Like they can only come up with names that they like heard back. They like don't know who the new people are yet because yeah. we like haven't really had time to establish new stars. Right. And to me, this was like, Hey guys, like there are new stars now. Like, get on board right yeah. and, and not just like because i think last year you saw people like winning races where they were like kind of like okay right. competition so you're like yeah, you tell. won but like you didn't really beat anyone good but like yeah I, exactly like what you're saying i think the names were there you know you know obviously jan was missing um but aside from that like you know this, this is where you are like this yeah. this is like the new you know world ranking almost in a way mm -hmm. because you've got everyone on the same start it also line. felt like yeah, they were star making turns, right? Like, yeah, because yeah. I think a lot of times it takes kind of some performance for people to be like, oh, yeah. that person. Yeah, like now they're yeah. dangerous and legit. Like I, <laughs> like I did not pick Jackson Laundry to be in the top five, like not at all. And now we're gonna know. We're gonna be like, okay, that's a dangerous guy in any race this year. So new stars for the 2022. Readjust your predictions for St. George and <laughs> 70.3 Worlds. Yeah. Yeah. Look, like, learn these new names, people. Like, I don't want to just That's keep right. talking about Alistair Brownlee and... Uh, yeah. Figure out how to spell Rudy Von Berg. Rudolph yeah. Von Berg. Right? Rudolph Von Berg. He did a uh, fun fact before we... He did this local boulder try I did last year and uh, obviously won by, like, 10 minutes or something. It was, <laughs> it was ridiculous. He just, like... He was Why done before it? I started the run. Uh, I was in you know, his backyard, and it was a uh, warm-up for something. So. Learn these names, folks. All right. Good start to the season. Good to be down there. And we will hear from everybody. Uh, we talked to Daniela. We talked to Lionel. We talked to Jackson. And we talked to Taylor after the finish. So that's coming up. Okay. Now, a few short interviews with the athletes at the finish line. A warning, though. These were very real, quick chats right at the race. So bear with us as there's a few interruptions from well-wishers and lots of background noise. First, we talked with Jackson Laundry, who surprised everyone, and Taylor Nib, who established her dominance. All right, we're with Jackson Laundry. Here's my question for you. We all thought, okay, he's taking it second. When did you know you could win it? Like, when were you like, I got this? Well, <laughs> you never really know until it's over, but uh, I don't even know if I was really processing what was going on. I was just taking one step at a time, and I think when I kind of made the move on Rudy to take over second and uh, I saw Alistair starting to come back, I, I, I thought, well, you just got to keep this pace and see if you can get him. And uh, I don't, I can't even believe it, but it, uh, all three, all three swim bike run the best I've ever done. So that's what it takes to win out here. Uh, I saw when you coming in, you looked like you didn't even believe it. I, I, I couldn't believe it. So we were saying before, before you got here on the podium that you looked shocked as everyone. How shocked were you? I was, I just, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I was so shocked. I couldn't believe it. You just, you know it's happening, but it doesn't really sink in until you're like right there and, and the line's there and there's nobody right there to catch you and you're just done. And it was, yeah, it was unbelievable. Um, I heard you guys were down a sub five minute mile on that last mile. Do you have any idea? Uh, I probably wasn't for the last whole mile because I ran pretty slow in the last couple hundred meters, but 
I, I was definitely running pretty fast the last couple miles uh, trying to get get away from Alistair and, and Rudy. So I knew Lionel was there too. I didn't, you know, I thought I had enough gas to hold him off, which I did, but I'm glad there wasn't two or three more miles left. So. <laughs> and uh, everyone's obviously kind of like, wow, this came out of nowhere. But you've been, you know, working on this for a long time. What do you think you did over the, like, since Worlds in September where you were fifth? What have you kind of, like, worked on since then? Yeah, I took a really, you know, good off-season rest and... I just did a good build, a, a good, you know, didn't rush into it, and I don't know, just more of the same stuff. I've been improving for years. I haven't really needed to change much, and just you, you find little details here and there you can improve in your swim or your training or your recovery, and you just you just try to improve a tiny bit all the time in everything you do, and, and you know, if you keep learning and you keep making changes where you see them are necessary, but not changing the big picture when it's working, then things keep going well. Uh, what's next? That's, what, that's the big question. Um, I'm going to race St. Anthony's Triathlon and the uh, 70.3 Chattanooga uh, North American Champs. And then, uh, yeah, and then we'll see after that. The focus 70.3 still? Definitely 70.3s. I'm probably not going to be doing an Ironman this year. Um, just with all the opportunities we have at the half distance and how I'm still, I still think I can keep improving. So I got to keep working at it. Cool. Thank you very much. So we're with Taylor Nib. Everybody said like you were the one to watch, but then on the on the TV broadcast you didn't see it. They kept saying, "Well, she hasn't won yet." You clearly are ready. You're here. Is it all about 70.3s this year? No, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Um, right now, after this, I'm hoping to switch to WTS focus. I'll do Yokohama, Leeds, Montreal, and then Hamburg, and that's all before July 10th. And then we'll see from there. Um, but it's nice that those races you can really back to back them up. And and it's a great concentrated block because after July 10th, the next WTS race is Chengdu, uh -huh. end of October. So it's like a huge, because the Commonwealth Games. Oh, okay. But anyway, <laughs> so we'll see what happens after that. But I wanted to get one race and try my new bike. And it was very exciting and very fun. <laughs> so, that, so, so it sounds like there's a gap then, and we may see you at like Collins Cup, US Open, and maybe 70.3 Worlds. Well, I'm hoping 70.3 Worlds. We'll see. Um, and I'm and Collins Cup. If you qualify, you're right. required to go now. Um, so I hope USA Triathlon allows me to. But we'll see. Um, I want to see kind of where I am in July and then make a plan from there. Last year I had 13 races planned. I did three of them, and then I added another six. So it's kind of like I know that plans are flexible and it's about like racing when you're ready and excited to race. So you say you got to try your new TT bike. It was all the talk of everyone like she doesn't have gels on her top tube anymore. She has a TT. <laughs> so what did you? What did? What was different? What did you practice over the winter to get ready for for this? Well, so I got the TT bike beginning of January, and then I just learned how to ride it. Um, if you said I was going down Diagonal Highway once and I got stuck, one in one arm in an arrow bar and one arm like on the hood, and then like the wind was just blowing, and I'm like, I do not have enough control over this bike yet. But now I actually like it better than the wind because it's okay. just like it's really sturdy. Um, it's a great bike. I'm really. I feel like I went from like road bike to like high high end like there wasn't like a there wasn't a beginner step it was like we have integrated everything and it's a little bit intimidating but it's also awesome and oh and that's this race was also to help um i have an initial fit but then i'll be working on that fit okay. over the course of the year so it's not 
all dialed in and just kind of like working on it. Because you're not writing it for IT races. Well, no, that's right. illegal. So, right. So okay, so you don't come back. I get to go back on my road bike. <laughs> okay. I love my mom. And what was the hardest part today? I mean, it seemed like you kind of were there from the start, from the beginning. What was the part? Did you ever think? You know, there was like a, like a down period. Was there ever a down in the Taylor Nib race today? Oh. Well, I, I would say that I, I just felt like there wasn't necessarily like a huge up okay. because it was it was very, um, well, uh, the start, I don't know if you saw my start. I'm like, how on earth am I going to get out here? I felt like, oh, that was that beach charts I needed a lot of work on, but a good learning experience. Um, T1 was not good, but I put on socks and then I was grateful to have them on for T2. Um, the last 5k of the run. Oh, 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 oh. That started to get painful. I was like, oh, just can't lose too much time. But then the wheels are falling off. Oh, I don't think they fell off that hard. I think it was okay. Oh my god, my legs. <laughs> yes. Well, it's good to know you're human, right? So. <laughs> yeah, it's a good learning experience. And I'm like, every time I do this distance, I'm learning every, like every race you learn something new. So this distance specifically. Cool. All right, well, we'll look for you at WT and back, back here. Hopefully. In the <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. We'll see you back to the dark side. <laughs> we were then able to listen in to Lionel Sanders' debrief on his race and ask many-time world champ Danielle Arif about her day and what she has planned next. All right, Lionel, um, coming out of the water, uh, you heard the uh, time, two minutes. Uh, talk us through the rest of your day after that. Yeah, well, I mean, that's about as good as it's going to get for me through, through that chop and those stupid goggles, as you know. Uh, I couldn't see much until, until well, basically I just had to do the uh, sighting buoys. I just had to hug the buoy line because I was pretty well swimming by myself, and so I couldn't see very far in front of me. Absolute amateur mistake to not have clear goggles on a on a overcast day, early low light. Absolute amateur mistake. I'm in my first pro race too. So stupid. Whatever. Dealt with that. It was all, it was all good. I actually swam really well. On the bike, going good. I think I had the gap down to about a minute and a half, which was good. So I pulled back time, riding well. Lose my nutrition on, you know, I would say like five miles in. No problem. I can use Gatorade Endurance. Not a problem. I've, I've used it many, many times. So, uh, chill till the first aid station. I'm like, okay, now we'll get back on track. Freaking the Gatorade bottles are a different size now. Nobody did anybody tell you that. They don't fit in the bottle cage or hold it. All I have is the BTA bottle. Won't fit in the bottle, won't stay in. If I put it in the bottle cage, it will just fall out and I'll crash. So now I'm having panic attack. I'm like, okay, maybe I'll put it down my shirt. Can't get it down my shirt. I'm like, I'm absolutely fucked. I'm literally gonna do this entire bike with no nutrition, other than a sip through the aid station. Whatever, dealt with that and just, um, for the most part, had to ride pretty controlled because I knew the more power I pushed, the more carbs I would burn and the, the worse I would run. And I knew that there was only one way now to do well and it was to run well. So that's what I did. And uh, through the aid station, then I, I was able through aid station at mile 30 to grab two of those Morton, of course, they're caffeinated gels, which I don't want. Um, oh well, this is this is racing. It's my first time having this piece of adversity, and uh, I, I think I, I did the best I could with everything that I had and how I how I had to execute. And obviously, my run is in good form. I mean, I I didn't push very much power on the bike, and against this field, against these guys, I mean, I needed to push 360 watts because they were biking very hard. 
and I think I averaged 340. So there's just no there's no way to, to do well uh, with that type of a bike. So big hats off to Jack. I mean, he's been working hard for a long time. He deserves this big win. And uh, I mean, he's one to watch at, at Worlds this year. I think, what was he, fifth? I mean, he's a, he's a legitimate contender. So uh, I'm very happy for him. So I was going to say, how did it go today? I know uh, this is kind of a warm-up for St. George, right? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I was hoping for a bit of a faster warm-up than today. I'm definitely a bit disappointed with the performance, but um, yeah, I mean, this race was kind of like on the way to the, to St. George, so um, I came here late and I am possibly a bit too late. I, I felt really, really tired today, just like, oh, really? like tired <laughs> and uh, struggled to push, but I mean, yeah, it's been a good, it was a good training day. Training day. Um, I mean, it's the top, the ra- uh, how do you say, the field was very very tough so um, you can't really hide when you have a not such a good day and not being you know totally yeah, tapered yeah. for it um, but yeah I mean it's it's a tough race I, I enjoyed ra- I enjoy racing here so um, but uh, yeah now it's still some work to do and uh, I'll go to um, Sedona tomorrow okay. have a good training block well done hey well done <laughs> you too good luck at St. George thank you <laughs> So you're going to obviously train now for a block. I think that's what everybody's doing, kind of doing a block and then St. George, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I I, I feel a bit tired, so I need probably one or two days rest. But um, then it's four more weeks of possibly good tra- I mean, good training and then a week of taper. So okay. um, that's still, you can still do a lot in four weeks. So um, <laughs> And yeah, there is some more work, some more work to do. And um, it, I mean, you mentioned the field's really tough. It feels like the women's field has just gotten harder and harder and harder. Is that true from inside it? Um, well, yeah, I did I did get a bit slower oh, no. and um, I think the others got a bit faster. So it's, I definitely um, haven't had the, the best performances the last few months. Um, I'm still finding that form. Okay. Um, last year I had, yeah, I was really struggling. So um, I'm I'm getting back there, but just slowly. And yeah, the others are really uh, pushing it. So it's, it's great to see. I mean, the, the women's field has really got also tighter. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember uh, in 2019 I was here racing and I won uh, I don't know five minutes in front of Holly and today I think the first were really close to each other so yeah it's good to see that um, there's the there's new ones coming and as as uh, focusing on Ironman it's getting harder to also be in the top um, of the 7.3s right. because uh, the ITU girls um, they do have the speed I know how it is it feels really easy when you come from ITU so um, really yeah it does yeah like it feels slower yeah you go you just cruise where if if you're training for Ironman it's um, yeah I do feel it starts to get a bit harder to keep up with the fast ones yeah Thank you to everyone who chatted with us in Oceanside and congrats to all of you who finished the race. If you want to watch the re-air of the dramatic race, it's available to Outside Plus members on Outside Watch and the Outside Watch app. We'll be back next week with a regular interview. In the meantime, keep training and keep listening.